And we're here. Are we here? We're here. Let's do the theme song. Oh, how about that? In stereo, no less. It's two for Tuesday. Mm. It's so good. Oh, yeah, I can't believe how good it is. Two caffeine-free Diet Cokes out of the can. It's a fucking, it's a good day. Yes, um, I'm trying to recline a little because I'm having back issues. It's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. And I'm Tony Tripoli and... Uh, Fucking things up already uh, on my right is Dennis Hensley. Yeah, I'm trying so to lay back. back. I'm you, leaning back. I got a little ice pack you know, on. What's going on? I'm just having a little neck issues. Uh, <laughs> and I was seeing my doctor on the the um, on Thursday morning. It's I, I had surgery t- two or three years ago, three years ago. Uh-huh. And um, uh, this is the surgeon that I went to before because I had a herniated disc. And I've been having tingling down my left arm. Okay. And I've gone to a couple chiropractors, but nothing really helped it. And it's still there. And then today I've, I've got a lot of soreness and like ache. Like, have you done acupuncture? No, I've not. I've not done anything like that. So. I want to try acupuncture. I've done it once way back then when I had it before. But it didn't help. By then I was too far gone. So I had to have surgery. Mm. So hopefully it won't be that bad. Um, hopefully I'll go and whatever. We'll fix it out. But um, that's that's why I'm leaning back, and that's why I have ice. I want to do acupuncture. Yes. And I want a podcast listener in the Los Angeles area to refer someone that they know that's good. But wow. I feel like What do you want to do it for? Your back? Yeah. Uh, and just everything. It just, you know, make your whole life better. I and, know. But I imagine that the really good acupuncture person is going to be an old Chinese man with like a wart with a hair yeah like the dude from eight pray love that sits with julia on the stoop well i didn't see that movie but sure it seems like you want remember margaret cho used to do that bit where she was like your feet too hot yes like and she was like and my feet were too hot speaking of cho is she throwing down with bristol palin now what's happening there's some bristol palin activity in the news um and when you boy the palins just hate being in the news but um margaret posted on her blog something about there, she was going down the cast of Dancing with the Stars, sort of one at a time, and saying, "These are all the rumors, and this is what I know. I can't say whether all the rumors are true or all the rumors are false or what, but some things I know, some things I don't. So I'm going to wow. give you my perspective. So what the rumor about Bristol Palin that she had heard was that Sarah made her do it and said, "You owe me this because you lost me the election with your, you know, teen pregnancy, and now you can make it up to the family." And she was saying, I don't even know if this is true. She didn't even say, I don't know if it's true or not, but she says that she really didn't feel like Bristol had the hunger that other people had and the passion to be there. And so Bristol was like, you know, how dare you? And my mother did not make me and attacked her on her Facebook page. Excuse me. And said um, something. The last line of it was, and Believe me, I wanted, I did, my heart was in Dancing with the Stars even more than Katie Lang at an Indigo Girls concert. Like, she made the reference Katie Lang she at an Indigo les- Girls concert. She made a like, lesbian joke? Yeah. I'm liking Margaret, her more and more. Like, kind of took a swing. And so Margaret went on Access Hollywood and was like, look, all I was, I was just going down saying, I know this one might be true, this one I don't think is true about other people. And then this was some little nugget, but... Now it's for sure. I for sure think it's true. Yeah. Because she made such a huge deal out of it that right. it has to be true. And I didn't necessarily even think it was true or anything before. Now I totally think it's true. And yeah. 
And but the real Bristol Palin news is Kathy Griffin. What's that? Over the weekend at the taping of the uh, VH1 Divas Salute the Troops special, which hasn't aired yet, but I guess was already taped. Kathy comes out in a little like negligee, white, like nighty, like sailor nighty, mm-hmm. but then has cuffs and like a little hat. Like it's like a naughty sailor girl out there, okay. like for the troops. And I think she's hosting it maybe. And at one point she says, she's talking about Bristol Palin, who I think may have been at the event or was okay. there. And she said something about Bristol being the only person in the history of Dancing with Stars who ever gained weight. And the audience of like 10,000 people starts booing all these soldiers. And she goes, oh, please. She gained like 30 pounds a week. You guys know it's true. You're big Dancing with the Stars fans. And it's not like turning the crowd. And then she's like, come on, you can boo better than that. And and they start booing and she Kathy just grins and throws her head back and goes, Ah, oh, I love it. It feels so good. And kinda, you know, is like doing that bit. And um, I'm uncomfortable just hearing this story. Well, that's like the whole story. Bristol Palin, I don't think really said much about that. Um but on the view this morning, well, Miss Hasselbeck could barely even first of all, she couldn't look at the monitor. She put her hand up when they were showing the clip. Like to, she had to cover her eyes. And then she wouldn't say Kathy's name. She goes, well, the woman in the red dress. Uh, it's it's very well known how I feel about the woman in the red dress. And they were like, Joy was like, who? And she was like, I won't say her. I just, I don't want to say someone is a bully. Maybe she's just a wanna bully because she thinks it's fun. But in this day and age, when we've all lent our support to bullying and anti-bullying campaigns, for her to make a career out of just doing that, well, I just, I'm not going to even... I just can't even dig and I won't even. And she starts like looking at the girl, like wow. really get it. And joy is like laughing. And she's like, look, I'm not going to attack another comic. And Kathy's whole deal is walking the line. And it is true. Bristol, you know, didn't get skinny. Like all the people on dance with stars generally do. Right. So it's not like Kathy fabricated out of nothing. Right. But what, what Kathy did wrong was to do that joke there. Yeah. Kathy could do that joke for me or a group of gay men yeah. who hate the Palins and we'd be on the floor laughing. Maybe for the troops, that wasn't the best. Yeah. She should have known better. She's made a bad comic choice. Um, And oddly enough, it's Barbara Walters is the one that steps to Kathy's defense. What does goes, Barbara say? Kathy's not the first person to point that out or make yeah. fun of that. And Kathy has been making fun of people for years. She's made fun of all of us on this table and we love her and that's what she does. And... It was really weird to see Barbara Defender. I mean, it was great. Wow. But after all, the, remember all those stories? And from then years Sherry ago? says, Well, you know, I worked with her on Suddenly Susan, and I wrote a whole chapter about her in my book called Permission Slips, where I give women permission to excuse them, themselves for their imperfections. And there's a whole chapter about Kathy Griffin about how mean she was to me. And I, the first two years that I worked with her, she just made me cry all the time. And I just thought she was such a mean person and she was so mean to me. But then eventually I just realized that's just Kathy. And then that's the end of her story. Like, no, the story's supposed to end with, but then I got it and we became great friends. And I, But no, the, the resolution of the story was, and then I just realized that's just Kathy. Yeah. They didn't become great friends. <laughs> no. But you would think a television person telling the story would kind of, if I'm going to say she used to make me cry a lot. And then I just then decided to quit crying. Right. It really was. Then I realized she's going to be an a-hole. Yeah. 
whether I'm dry eyed or wet eyed. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I'm all out of tears. You know? So, Baby, save up all your tears. So that's what's going on on wow. the uh, Bristol Palin front. Right on. Now, you had a weekend of shows in Northern California, oh, benefit yes. shows. Such and a weekend. I want to hear about it. Well, we, okay, so what was happening was uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, I was doing this benefit for Broadway by the Bay, which is uh, in San Francisco, and it's a musical theater, like community theater, and they really have they have this outreach program to underprivileged youths that wouldn't otherwise have access to like musical theater stuff. And with the economy the way it is, they didn't get any of their grants this next year, this year or next year. And, you know, they don't want to have to not do the outreach program. So she, my dear friend Erica, who I've known forever, said, can you help me think of a fun benefit show that we could do as a fundraiser? This was in the summer. And she says, would you come and do your stand up for a weekend as a benefit? And I was like, well, your mom's in your like people don't fucking know who I am. That's no there's no benefit there. Like you're not going to sell out three nights. But everyone in the San Francisco area knows Beach Playing at Babylon. So what if it was a night of comedy and song and it was call back two or three people from Beach Playing at Babylon because I was in it. Erica was in it. We get two more people. Now we can sell tickets because it's like there's going to be some songs and there'll yeah. be some funny comedy and we'll tell some stories. And it's great. That was the idea. And so that was my idea. And she loved my idea. And then she took my idea and then she changed my idea. And so I was always supposed to be doing comedy and there were going to be some singers. Well then ultimately there were, you have to sing. No, I wasn't. I was like, I don't want to sing. I don't want to deal with rehearsals. And so anyway, (laughs) and then also as it once with fashion police, it was like, look, I can fly up Friday afternoon to do the show Friday night. I can't come in on Tuesday and learn group numbers and jazz hand choreography. Right. That's not going to happen. We have just had this conversation that, that those days are over. Yeah. Those days are over. And so then she puts together a show that was 19 songs, Uh-oh. 19 songs. So I'm talking to her like the weekend before and I'm like, well, okay, so basically I'll just come and introduce people and that'll be fine. And like, I don't mind not doing any of my brilliant stand up. Like I'm just happy to, it's for the kids, Dennis. And You're doing it for the kids. So, but now I'm just going to come out and introduce these 19 songs. That's like a lot of people. fucking songs. But I'm not going to, you know, and I go, and by the way, we're all, I'm also going to want you to cut some songs because I can tell you right now, 19 is too long. So I get there Friday. We see everybody. Everyone runs through their songs. And like one guy is doing, I am what I am. And I dance with my father. The Luther Vandross Luther song that Celine Dion covered, which is like not a musical theater song and it's sad and he's really super acting it and he's fake crying and he's right. holding his hand over one eye like he's been hit in the eye. And I don't know if in that song the father hits the mother or he hits the son or whether that was something this guy was adding or what. But I was like, cut it. And um and one person was doing When You're Good to Mama from Chicago, and this is the moment. And I was like, one is plenty. One of those is plenty. Cut. And then one girl was doing um, Meadowlark. 
Yeah, which the is like metal lock. it's yeah. like nineteen and a half minutes long. Yeah, it's a big and story, I, and song. it's still it's a huge story that no one can follow. Yeah, no one knows what that song is about because no. you fall asleep halfway through and you don't you don't care to get to the ending. I like story songs where people get shot like in the seventies. Well, it like so Dark I was Lady. like Metal Ark is cut. Yeah, Dark Lady. I would have been like put yeah. that in twice. Yeah, because No More Tears, Enough Is Enough was in yeah. the show, and I was like, That's love right. it. It's safe. Fantastic. So, so I, you got to you got I to, was like, I want to yeah. cut these five songs, and they ended up cutting. Four of them, Meadowlark, the girl that was doing Meadowlark, it was known to everyone, would pitch such a huge fit. It was better to just leave that nine minutes in the yeah. show and be nine minutes long. But everyone else gave up a song, basically. And then I did like three, three minute bits of stand up, maybe, maybe four minutes. And the show came in right at like an hour and 35, hour and 40 minutes. Which, you know, these are uncomfortable right. cabaret seats with the bar there. It wasn't like a proper theater. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, that was perfect. The show was really great. And they were like, no, people were saying that they could have, the show could have gone longer. And I go, yeah, that's what you want. You leave them wanting more. And it was like, no, we're putting all the songs back in. And Tony, we want you to do 20 minutes tomorrow. And I was like, okay. They were hell bent on this show being at least two hours long. So whatever. So then Saturday, I was like, well, I could be dirty. And she was like, yeah, we told everyone it was going to be really rated R, be dirty. And I mean, I open with like butt fuck jokes and oh, put, what does pussy taste like? And like, all, I mean, like I was going there. It was like my dirtiest shows ever for these straight. And I kept saying, how are you dumb straighties doing? Like every time I would come back on stage, because it was like an all straight room and they loved it. And I was like, I didn't, I knew you, I could tell you were straight by these, uh, these, outfits that you think you put together for the evening and like just really hacky gay guy hating straight people stuff and they were eating it up and on the way out there were you know a lot of people in the audience were in their 70s and 80s oh shit. so these two 80 year old women who were just had like the full old lady clown makeup on like their vision is so bad it's like the blue eyeshadow all the way out to the temples sure, and like not? the big red smudges on the lips and then on the cheeks and then the smeared lipstick, you know, that makeup. Yeah. And they um, were right in the front row and they came, as I was saying goodbye to people on the way out. And the one says, I realized during your talking, during your stories that I must've been a gay man in my past life. And I That's said, awesome. I thought you were a gay man. Wait, you're not a, you're not a drag queen. And she laughed and laughed. Thought that was so funny. And then her friend, says to me as the drag queen looking one leaves the friend behind her pats me on the arm and says i love gay and then walks out the door i love gay too i know i love gay i love so gay that's sort of what the, the, the weekend was very good it was challenging because i have had this stomach bug diarrhea fever chills body ache kind of thing happening all weekend and i was getting on the plane at eight in the morning to fly back you were going back and forth like a fucking... police show like and then you were Seacrest or yeah. somebody. But it's, you know, I mean, it was, here's the thing. On the LA end, it was easy because they had the car service there yes. waiting with the guy with the name. And you literally, they're on the curb. You jump in the car. You go to Joan's house. You write the jokes. They're waiting outside. Yeah. Jump in the car. Go to LAX. You're on your flight. Right. It was just the San Francisco side dealing with the shuttles and, you Ugh. know, the taxis. And then it rained. And, you know, that was like, that side was a little more difficult. But. Whatever. I'm an old school showbiz gypsy trooper, Dennis. You were doing your thing. Now, how many of the people that sang did you know from before? Well, I knew everyone. Um, how many did I like? 
How many were you uh, unimpressible <laughs> by? Who was no. the unimpre- who cra- who cracked the unimpressible bubble? I have a great fondness for everyone who's been in Beach Blanket. Right. It's such a unique, special show. The show's called Beach Blanket Babylon. It's right. been in San Francisco for like 45 years. Very special show. And you sort of have to be, you have to have something wrong with you to get in the show. Like there has to be something about you that is left of center. Right on. It is really a cast of character actors and people that could have been a big star if it weren't for this, if it weren't for that nose, or if it only were, weren't for, if she only didn't weigh 300 pounds, she could have been a star. Or yeah. if he only didn't have that drug problem, he right. could have been a star. Or if what he was on- your thing? Um, probably my bad attitude. I don't know. <laughs> I was never really featured in the show because I'm too normal, I think, in that regard. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I, was, I was like a very serviceable, perfectly fine singer that could fit the costumes and do make a lot of faces, which is really what they need in that show. So I just filled – I was in – you know, but I didn't have like huge feature. You were you a know. poodle at one point. I was a poodle, yeah. So anyway, um, so when I'm looking at them and they're on stage, you know, singing "We Are a Family" from Dreamgirls, um, it was like you can look, go down the line and you can look at everyone and go, "Oh yeah, that's what her thing was." She, you know, she clubfoot, right? And so there's like a very obvious thing that if yeah. you'd never seen them before, you would be like. Oh, too queeny, too fat, ugly face, hideous piercing sound of her vocal tone. Um, you, you just described the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Um. So it was like it was real obvious, but there's something so charming about a group of sort of misfits that yes. really are really talented and, and irreverent. And so that it's fun. fun, and so it was at the same time sort of heartwarming and just incredibly annoying like the fact that people were like upset that songs had been cut and they were like well if we're doing this for free they should at least let us do whatever we want and i go well we're doing it for free in the sense that we're not getting paid but people are buying tickets to this show and they don't want to sit in a hard uncomfortable chair for two hours and they don't want to hear metal arc like do you know what i mean like we do owe them a show that is tight and good and moves along and and p.s we're going to stop in the middle and ask them for more money excuse me with the donations to the thing so not only are they buying tickets but then we're going to pressure them for more money yeah so we can't bore the cash out of them yeah but i lost that battle and yeah but ultimately we raised over eighteen thousand dollars this weekend fantastic and they were hoping to make 10 was the goal so we almost doubled their goal Amazing. yes and it was really nice to see some people and i mean it was nice to see everybody but there were a couple people that i haven't seen in a long time and it was great to see them were they were they like wow you're really doing stand-up now and that people were very very nice to me and very impressed when you were up there you hadn't really started i had never done stand-up then yeah because it was 96 that I was in the show, and yes. I wasn't even in the show with most of the people that you were going up there. Weekend, but the day the OJ verdict came that out, that was the day that I moved to San Francisco. The, yeah, the, the OJ verdict happened, and then we sent you on your way. Boy, that was so long ago. All of it was so weird. And wow. Long. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And then Joan Rivers did that amazing video fundraiser thing. Break right. that down. She made this little video. I just asked if she would do a little video and it's like a 60 second thing where she's in the fur on the fashion place set. And she says, 
you know, hello, I'm Joan Rivers. And if you didn't know that, then pick a finger because I'm doing this for free and I'm sick of it. Um, but a, a wise woman once sang, I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Then that woman snorted a bunch of crack and became a big sweaty punchline. But the sentiment is what's important here. Yeah. It is about the children. So give, give big, give little, give what you can. Really, really push yourself, give. Because Broadway by the Bay is giving children an education in the arts they can't get anywhere else. So if you don't give and these kids end up like junkies like you, then it's going to be on your conscience and Whitney's. Oh, and by the way, I fucking hate children. And that was the end. Yeah. And it was so neat because... At first, people just thought it was like a generic, hi, I'm Joan Rivers, please donate to your school. Yeah. And then when halfway through, when she says Broadway by the Bay, the whole room gasped, and they realized that she had made it just for this little event. They felt special. And everyone on the way out said, please tell Joan, that was amazing of her to do, and it was so nice. Lovely. Yeah, it was a great, thrilling experience, and, and then I got to have Red Lobster it's good. on Monday with you know my little friend jack and that was awesome and and came back home now how was the weekend for you because you had to step up and be head writer there when i wasn't there um, and in the morning yeah it's... i i did what tony usually does in the morning before the taping and then you got there right before the taping yeah so i worked a but you were fantastic you were so helpful and you just were oh, so like whatever i were if i suddenly were to go oh god dennis did you happen to the answer was going to be yes you thought of everything ahead of time it was so Good. helpful and well was i wasn't sure i thought you were coming back sooner i didn't know what anyways um it was interesting and uh it was a real treat to have the moment in the teleprompter room where joan is going through the teleprompter and kind of delivering the jokes yeah that felt like such a privilege to yeah. watch her do that and I will tell you, like, I, I didn't say a lot, but she'd say, which of these two do you think should go first? And I said, well, that one, because it refers to the clothes, and then right. it gets us in. And she's like, oh, good. That's right. And I didn't do a little of that. And then the one thing I regret is she changed a word in a joke, and it mm. made it less funny, a lot mm -hmm. less funny. Right. And I knew I should have stood up for it, and I was about to, but I didn't. And then Natalie said, you know what? I think it should be this. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you that? It was the joke... Yeah, it's about Sharon Stone's boobs, and Tony's brilliant joke was, um, "They're not as high as they used to be." Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Sharon Stone's boobs are a lot like Cheech and Chong. Yeah, they're not as high as they used to be, but they're still goddamn legends. Yeah, when she, in the moment, for whatever reason, she thought it should be that they're not as hot as they used to be. Right. And I was like, "No, that can't be hot. It can't be hot." And I should say something. I should say something. And I didn't. Right. And I didn't. And I didn't. And then finally, Natalie did. So it was all fine. But it was like, I should have said, I should have just said, no, I think, you know, yeah, and I'm I think sure it should be high. She's in Chong or more. No, yeah, of course. And if, when, no, as but soon it's as hard Natalie, to do that. Well, for, that was early on. And so, as soon as Natalie said that, she was like, oh, yeah, of course, duh. You know, whatever. It was fine. That is something that is amazing but, to see, though. Yeah. To see this legend have so little ego. It's and, all about the show. It's all about the jokes. It's all about what's and, funny. It's all about what works. But when you point out just an accident, just a human error, you put yeah. a wrong word in there, you're. You're, and she'll say, oh, God, of course. Yeah. And like, ugh, how stupid of me, and move right on. Like, yeah. she doesn't get defensive or, well, I think I know how to sell a joke. Or what I meant yeah. was, no. No. It's so that's totally really great. And there was a moment I was watching from the green room. There was a moment in this week's show that we just taped that hasn't aired yet where laugh for laugh, it was like being at like a comedy show that you would pay $50 for. The Rack Report. 
Yeah, it was something. The rack report was like funny on top of funny, and then it got funnier, and it was like, it was just a careening car out of control going off the cliff. It was hilarious. Yeah, and I thought, wow. And I was sitting there with the other two writers that worked with Tony, and I was just, I just felt so good about it because she was on fire, and there were so many good jokes, and everyone was well represented, and it was great. And then last night I was at a screening, and this guy Corey that I know that works from the city of West Hollywood came up and said how much he loves Fashion Police. And I was like, do you mind if I ask you, what do you love about it? Because I don't know if people care about fashion or celebrities. And he goes, I just laugh. I just laugh. And I was like, okay, that's great. Because I don't think it's people that really care about celebrities and who wore what. They just want to laugh at Joan. And she's so gifted. She has such a gift. Mm -hmm. You can hear a joke five times, (laughs) print it out seven times. Say, be able to say it backwards in your head and you give it to her and she says it and it makes you laugh out loud. It's remarkable. Yeah, she's and she's really... fearless. So anyways. And God, she will make that face. She will yeah. and cross her eyes and like yeah. she will sell it. Yeah. She's going to sell it. Yeah. I've started putting on my Facebook page the links to the, the link to the jokes that didn't get said. Yeah. Because that's like a fun way because there's always really funny and yeah. it's a fun thing to do. So anyway, yeah, it was good. It was it was it was um it we, we it went well and it was a funny show and I I really liked observing how she does her thing. Yeah. I got an email today from Joan Rivers headquarters asking if I was available March 13th to open for Joan Rivers in Sacramento. Fan fucking tastic. Yeah. March 13th. March 13th. Fantastic, Tony. That's amazing. So, uh, that's a Sunday. And I said, um, yeah, I'm available. Fantastic. Um, and so hopefully we'll have that done and locked down and 100% for sure soon. Huge. Yeah. That is huge. Mm-hmm. Do they talk money or anything like that with you? Not yet. Yeah. I don't know. I would assume that it varies from venue to venue. Sure. And, stuff um but that's amazing you know if they were like look the first one's free because it's your interview yeah i would be like of course yeah i don't care um but that's so great it's really exciting that's so great but it's a challenge because you know she's made it very clear she's mentioned a number of times in front of all the writers yeah she's made the example of my opener can't be dirty yeah and can't and, use they can say asshole and they can say shit but they can't say fuck and they can't say pussy and they can't say yeah a lot of these other words so that when jones says them they're still shocking and is that you turn is that sound we hear you tearing page after page out of your joke well book? it's certainly a lot of there's some highlighting going on right now let's just say we're at the highlighting stage wad 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 well you've got a couple months so that's I, great i've got a solid minute and a half all right. Ready to go. That's clean. To 25 minutes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Can you shit your pants? Can yeah. Can you tell the shit my pants I mean, I think, I don't know how it works, but I think with me that they'll just say, here's, you know, Joan, here's what, these are the rules. And I can be like, well, can I tell this story in this one and just take out as many of the dirty words, but yeah. I can still tell that story, right? Like, yeah. Subject matter. That's fine. That's fine. Right. But. Wow, that's great. Um, I've never yeah. been to Sacramento. Maybe I'll go up there. Yeah. Oh, wow. fantastic. So there might be a, uh, the uh, maybe we'll do the first ever comedy couch road trip 
That's so great. I wonder if any of our listeners are up there. That's great. My family is not invited. Good. Fine. Um, Whatever. Because I'm afraid they'll get drunk and embarrass me. Right. And that's not a joke. That's just the truth. Do they know yet? um, I told my uncle today and he was like, oh, I want to see if I can go. And I was like, well, you can go. But no one else in Phoenix. You can say you couldn't say don't get drunk and embarrass me and they would do it. There's no chance. And also, you know, my mom, it would somehow, it would be her time to meet Joan Rivers. Like, and it's like, well, this is, this, it has to be my night because it's a job interview. Yeah. You need to get one under your belt. Once I've got the gig and I am her official opener, then I can start, I've got the job. So now I can bring mom to work. Like if mom wants to come to fashion police, Joan will spend 10 minutes with her. But yeah. I don't want mom to no, come, and then after time. the show, when Joan might be thinking, "Ugh, I love Tony, and I can't," I have to tell him he's not going to open for me ever again. Yeah, and now I have to meet his get mom. One under your yeah, belt. You just don't do that's that to sure. somebody. No, that's what you got to do. That's so. good. Excellent. Yeah, and you know we've also seen how nice Joan is. Yeah, and how it's just going to be tricky if it doesn't go well. Yeah, it's going to be a hard message to get delivered because I'm someone that she sees right frequently. And so she's probably already like, why did I ever open my big mouth and ask him if he right. would want to open for me? Because well, now what is her policy? Does she use different people all the time or does she get, is she I don't think ones? she has a whole lot of say in it. Most of the time, I think yeah. basically her agent books the opening act, yeah. you know? And so I think if she has someone that she prefers, that's affordable and available, then everybody's happy. Yeah. But I, cause I don't think the venue is like, and we want it to be a singer singer opening for you. Yeah. I kind of don't think they care, but who knows? Well, that's exciting. That's so great. Yeah. Singers um, just cost more cause there has to be a band. Yeah. You know, whereas one a comic is still, it's one mic. Yep. But, um, a lot of venues, she still has to have a band, you know, like when yes. she plays Vegas, She's got three musicians sitting on stage and they only play anchors away when she enters and when she exits. Yeah, you were saying that. That's Why it. anchors away? Uh, because it's fair use. I and there's see. no royalties would be my guess. Right on. It was that or, you know. She worked hard for the money. Pick a bale of cotton. Would be a better choice, but it then would somebody totally would be. have to write somebody a check. Yep, and that ain't going to happen. What we should think of other good entrance and exit move music. The bitch is back. Yes, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. So tell a story, Dennis. What do you have um, on your? I don't have. They're not great stories. Oh, I'm booked my trip to London. London, England. I'm going to the London, city England. That never sleeps. I'm going on the. I'm uh, flying out on Christmas night. Yeah. I land on the 26th, which is Boxing Day. Of course it is. I'm there until the 31st. Fly back to New York on the 31st. Have New Year's Eve in New York. So New Year's Eve day, you get into New, New York, York City. And you have a friend that's going to... I don't know. I mean, you, like, you know what you're going to do for New Year's Eve? I don't. But you're I'll not going to just wander about. I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't think I'm going to try to do the Times Square thing either. No, you are not doing the Times Square thing. But uh, So I don't know yet. But I'll be in New York and then I come back on the 2nd. So, um, yes, if any of you have any tips about London. And then we're back to work on the 3rd. Back to work on the 3rd. But I'm up and going. Now, Tony, you were thinking about maybe going somewhere, but mm-hmm. what are you thinking now? I don't know. I'm thinking I might still. Um, right. I'm still, like, looking at flights and, you know, yes. places. Because, like, 
basically, if I were going to go to Puerto Vallarta, I just would go right to fucking blue chairs. Yeah. And just stay in one of their little gay hotels. Right on. And, you know, just lay on the beach for three or four days. Fantastic. Um, Although maybe do New Year's there. That would be kind of fun to be in another country for New Year's Eve. I was in Italy once for New Year's and it was really fun. Yeah. So I always remember it. Um, but I mean, a gay bar on New Year's Eve in Puerto Vallarta. Why it not? Doesn't sound, it sounds kind of sad. It sounds like... You... Or not. Yeah, it sounds sad and you know it does. It doesn't. Um, where, as opposed to where? You're in Puerto Vallarta. That's true, Tony. You're not going to have anyone eat anybody with you regardless you're gonna be so... lonely and alone no matter where you are <laughs> no one's kissing you at midnight anyhow so there's that um so yeah so that's the christmas <clears throat> plans dennis right all right i might just stay here and have a week of just some quiet time and probably not introspection um but and then i could go to san jose go up and visit yes because since i didn't get to hang out with jack very Jack much, is because you were running son. back and forth. Right, I didn't get to see them at all. I'd love to have a couple days between mm-hmm. Christmas and New Year's just to go and see my friends in San Francisco. And Are you thinking of going to Arizona? I'm going to go for like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and then yeah. leave the next day. And then that's it. But that's right it. On. Two days is my max. Right on. Because those people. Um, I may go to Cambria, too, for a couple of days with our, uh, Scott Williams and Peter have their house up there before now, Christmas. Where is Cambria? Uh, Central California, north of San Luis Obispo, and their house is like a block okay. from the water, and it's beautiful. Oh my and goodness. Scott's going to be up there, and we just had lunch, and I may do that. So That's I may great. be bopping around, and I may go to Arizona this weekend because a family friend passed away. Um, assist- well, I'm sorry yes. to hear that. Her name's Claudia Mestis, and she was this firecracker of a woman and a good friend of our family's yeah. and struggled with lung cancer. And she was on. You ever, do you ever see those cancer center commercials? That's I think it's in Texas or somewhere, where they're sort of unconventional and they have testimonials, and I people say, "I thought I was da da da," but she did one of those commercials. So she fought it for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, the day after Elizabeth Edwards, or the day before, so her and Elizabeth Edwards are probably up there going, "Did you have to do yes? Uh, wasn't it awful when they yes?" Well, I speaking of Elizabeth Edwards, yes. I can't believe how many pictures of her they have where she looks like a sad Cocker Spaniel. It is just like every Elizabeth <clears throat> Edwards is dead picture is her like, <sighs> like she's smiling through the pain, but like her eyes are so down and the like my husband cheated on me. I have cancer. And I'm not saying like she was a boohoo kind of gal. That's not what no. I'm getting at. But really, it's like, can't, I mean, there are a lot of pictures of her where she was actually genuinely happy in yes. the eyes. Do we have to use the sad in the eyes smiling well, picture? Well, yeah. The last year, like like the last few years when she do media interviews, she was like, ah, oh, fuck. Don't even, just just give me some powder. Like she wasn't, she didn't even look like she was trying. <laughs> so I'm not the only one that's noticed that. Well, when I've looked at them, I've just thought, oh, this must have been near the end. And it's never like, a, here's a... You know, here's one of her. Here's a high school yeah. picture of her at the prom, looking yeah. young and oh no, we don't want that. No, we want the money shot. No, her. And... We want a picture of him holding that other baby. Yeah, if possible, and then we'll just put Elizabeth Edwards underneath it. Yeah, but all the commentators clearly loved her more than him. Oh yes, and although she was the big juicy revelation in that book, Game Change, 
that she's very, very different than her public image. That she's well, a come on, and every pub, pub, politician has yeah, a evil. but like a bitch on wheels, yeah, full on, full tilt, yeah. So there's that. There are two things in this house that are not ever really here before, <laughs> and they're not our boyfriends. No, they are Christmas trees because Tony. Although what? Those both could fit up a butt. <laughs> I'm not saying we should They're do it small now. small Christmas trees. I, don't, I yeah. definitely don't think we should do it on the podcast. No. But at least if we do, let's make this deal. Okay. If we do <laughs> stick both or either of these Christmas trees in both or either of our butts. <laughs> what happens? We will talk about it on a podcast. Of course. That, at least that, we... that would be the only reason to do it. Okay. It's like Madonna and Truth the only, Look at that blue one. I know. It's so sparkly so i was at borders books and music the other day and there's scratch this... an itch you didn't even know you had i know well there were these little blue tinsel trees and there was a giant pink one and they're not very expensive and i've never bought a tree as an adult ever so i'm like you know what i got a job things are looking up i'm gonna buy a little tree for the house dennis you have health insurance i have health insurance as of today i mean i mean hey. I, have, that I don't have to pay for or I'm paying out of my check or whatever. Anyway, through a company. But then I came home the very night I had this tree. I opened the door and there's another tree yeah. because you had an old tree and you put it up. Well, that's the AIDS tree. And <laughs> we, we're going to have to put pictures of these on the Facebook page. Okay. So that people can see the trees. Because the blue tree is a healthy, young, twink tree. Right. That's just bushy and full of hope and sparkle and shine. Yeah. And, and then this, there's sad my troll? pink. It's bendy. Look at it. Yeah. The trunk is all bent and withered with age, and it's skinny, and there's not a lot of. Yeah. It's clearly losing its hair, and you can. I put a lot of shiny balls on it to try to decorate it. Yeah, that it's does, cute. It don't help. It's good. It's, so it's the it's the tree that. Yeah. You know what? That tree is funny as hell. Right. Not not much to look at, but god damn, is it's it funny? Funny tree, the comedy tree. Yeah. Um. Speaking of this, I forgot this one story. There's a PA that works on Fashion Police named Arthur, yes, who's there is. fucking cute as he hell, sure and he's got a rich, deep voice, and he's gay, and, and a mean streak, and maybe a mean streak, a little yeah. sassy. Um, but uh, he's just young and super cute. And the other day we were talking about the kids are all right, mm. and uh, I don't know. I hope this is a spoiler if you've. I haven't seen the movie, but <laughs> I ruined this for Tony the other night because he's halfway through it. But I thought surely we, he would have gotten to this part by now, but apparently not. So I and, asked. And by uh, the way, who is halfway through a movie a week later? Still, I know. Everything. Like I'm that you, old when person. When you watch that, movies in your room, you fucking watch them. I know, but you we stopped. Them I stopped it so that we could do the podcast mm, last week. God damn it! And then I just got so busy with yeah. traveling and movies. More, there was no time for the movies. <laughs> I was all more, yeah, no, no movies. movies. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So um, we're talking about. Uh, and when I say more, that's M O O R E. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as in Dinty Moore. Julian Moore oh, right is in on. the movie, Dennis. Thank you. I was like. Spoiler Moore. alert. Mandy Moore. Okay. <laughs> so I asked Arthur if it bugged him that Julianne Moore had an affair with Mark Ruffalo. In other words, there are people in the gay community especially who think that why did the movie have to have the lesbian banging the straight guy? You know, why did that – Yeah. why uh, do we need that? Or Lesbians whatever. don't want to have sex yeah. with a man and don't hire a straight actress yeah. to play a lesbian and then make her have sex with yeah. a man. 
Yeah, yeah I, a, I saw the Q&A and the writer basically said, yeah, that helped me get it made. So we get it. But I also felt like it probably happened to her. So she was like, you know what? It happened. I'm going to yeah. leave it in. But I was asking Arthur if that bugged him. And he's like, no, man, everyone likes to fuck. And I was like, yep. oh, fuck. Period. End of sentence. <laughs> Close the book. I don't even know. If the, I think that's how the he said it. End. No, everyone loves to fuck. Yeah. But it was like, it was that thing. That no, I think said, it was people like to fuck. Oh, people like to fuck. No, no it didn't bother me. People yeah. like to fuck. <laughs> but he said it. It was so like, yeah. I'm going to go fuck later, and then I might wake up in the morning and fuck some more before I see you again at this Sometimes I'm fucking, and then I stop, <laughs> and then I go fuck, and then I come back and finish the fucking I was doing. And I don't make love. No, please. Look <laughs> at him. Fuck. Does he, you think he makes love? Yeah. Arthur's got that sexy little David Beckham low-hanging baggy beanie that he wears all the time. It's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, it's like it's, it's hot and it's summer, but I'm just gonna wear this knit beanie because. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one that literally I can barely even make eye contact with. Danny. No, Nicola. Oh, uh, Kelly Osbourne's stylist. Yeah, he's he's hot French, as fuck. and he's so fucking hot and French and hot. Yeah, he's got and a rock and beautiful face. And then he's basically, he's lived in America five years, so his accent is almost gone until he says certain words. Yeah. And then he'll be like, together? And you'll be like, should we go together? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Now I'm tingling, and it's like, oh, he is so, and I was asking what he was going to do for the holidays, and he was like, well, I have to go to France, of course. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a big trip. And he's like, I know, but if I don't, you know who'll be mad at me? My sister. And then there was suddenly it was that French. Yeah. You know how French people sound retarded sometimes when they say words they with do ours? a little bit. Sister. And it yeah. was very Celine Dion, my yeah. Ouzbond. It was very, my like, Ouzbond. one of those moments. Rene. Yeah. yeah. And God, I just wanted to just, like, uh, I was like, hey, okay, I'm going to open my mouth. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my knees and I'm going to open my mouth. And what happens after that? If, if you put part of you in my mouth, <laughs> then I'm going to keep my eyes closed and I won't ever even know what it is, but it'll probably feel like it's also wearing a loose fit beanie on its head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so that'll probably be a giveaway. Yeah. Um, wow. It was, yeah, he, yeah. When Arthur said what people like to fuck or whatever it was, it was like when... um. I I did this Bravo pilot called Dishin and Andy Cohen was one of the other hosts. Did I ever tell you the story about the cup? Yes. I must have. I might have told it on the podcast. Tell it again. Anyways. By the way, Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens. Yeah. Five days a week now. Wow. I When I saw the headline, big news about Andy Cohen's, I was like, yeah. oh, it was finally canceled. It yeah. was put out of my misery. Yeah. Five nope. days a week. It's going moving to five days a week. Wow. I think it's like a trial thing, but still. All right. Anyway, we were doing this show together, and I had a crush on him, and um, there were, we had Starbucks coffee, and the, the venti looked really huge. And I was like, did the ventis just get a lot huger? I mean, look at this cup. It's giant. And Andy goes, I want to fuck that cup. And I had, I had a crush on him, so I was like, oh, my God. He just, like, it turned but, me on Yeah, in the moment, at the time, you liked that story. I loved it. I but still like it. But now you can tell that same story as, like, ooh, you want know to how gross Andy Cohen is? I don't think he's that gross. I he still won- like him. Oh, my God. Dennis. I don't have much to do with him, but I think he's fine. I think okay. he's all right. I mean, he's a bit of media whore-ish. Like, he clearly loves the spotlight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he puts up with those housewives. and. Well, let me tell you, I've met a number of the housewives. Yeah. 
on a show I used to work on called Le Dish. And I'm not going to say which ones said what, but none of them. Is he well liked by them? No. Wow. That's a hard capital block letter. No. Because he's plays hardball with them business wise, no. or they just think he's a douche. Yes. <laughs> All right. You know who I hate? Who? Mike Lee, the director. Wait, we're not. We haven't said enough bad things about any Cohen. Go ahead to move him on. Off. No, you finish keep asking me like yes and no questions. Um, because then I can't say what else. What a housewife may have said about what him. did a housewife say about him? I that's I, I can't repeat that. But if you ask, well, did they say this? Did then... they say he was? Uh, had uh, personal problems. Oh, yes, unanimously. Really? Sure. Did they say he liked the glug, glug, glug? <laughs> well, the, people think, you know, because they have cocktails on the show. Oh, right. And a lot of people think it's fake cocktails. Yeah. And um, the housewives, again, that I met that had been on the show. Yeah. Confirmed that no. He's liquored up on that show? Yes. Wow, interesting. And a lot of times when he makes angry phone calls. I think it's episode seven. You know what? Let's just move on because I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. But wow. He's, I've never worked with him, nor have I ever met him or anything. And yeah. But the people, if you want to know who said it, just go back and watch old episodes of The Dish. Wow. But not well liked. Interesting. Um, and a lot of harsh, ugly words said about wow. him. So anyway, you were saying Mike Lee, the director. Okay, Mike Lee, the director who directs these movies from England like Secrets and Lies and uh, – Happy Go Lucky, which I adored, and his new movie is called Another Year, and I went to a variety screening last night, and they do the Q&A afterwards. Now, before the Q&A, um, I went with my friend Glenn and Matt Crabtree to Slender Queens, which is what they're calling Tender Greens now. I kind of love that. No. I knew you wouldn't approve, Tony. Of course not. I was hoping to see a, your face light no, up a little bit. No, it's so I just target. Saw, like, everyone just... feels like they're clever when they say it, and then they wait for your face <laughs> to light up. And, <laughs> and it, it never no, happens. No. But Slender Queens is Keep kind of waiting. funny. Keep it's fresh. Oh, fuck. Well, um, anyway. Does this face look lit up to you? Well, it reminded, um, <laughs> I think it was Glenn that had a name for Kukuru, the Kukuru in West Hollywood. Gay Chicken. Which I think is fun. That I, think, I like. I knew you would like it. You know it. what? Because it's not a pun or anything. Yeah. It's just gay chicken. Yeah. I would call it AIDS chicken. But that's because I go to that edgy. well you go to that. You go to that I'm, well so much. You know, yeah. Anyways, for you, it's always World AIDS Day. Um, oh, I just thought it was so funny when it was World AIDS Day last week. I was texting people, just heads up. Turns out this World AIDS Day is in support of people with AIDS. So uh, don't make the same mistake I made. By the way, I spent a lot of money on this sandwich board, um, which I thought was really funny. You would have tweeted that if you were a tweeter. No. Nope. Tweeting no. gets you into trouble. Tweeting I is blowing. texted it to like five or six select people right on and now i'm talking about it on the podcast a week later yeah. because i feel like we passed the statutes of limitations right if anyone's pissed about that well then you know what you can send me an email at the comedy couch at gmail.com right which we next need december 1st right but, but you lost then. it yeah you don't right. get to not do before it before then thank you um but anyway mike lee so he's he uh the last time i had seen him in person he spoke at the independent spirit awards yeah. when i was I used to have something to do with it. And I got to go to him a couple of times and he got up there and he gave the keynote speech and it was like independent filmmaking from A to Z. 
and it was like he's super pretentious and it was like f is for filmmaking and like the audience was starting to really turn on him and heckle him and it was so uncomfortable and we were not even halfway to zed if you know what i'm saying mm. and that was my memory of him going into the screening last night so we watched the movie it's pretty good. It's not my favorite. I'm going to lay not, my head down on this table it's and not just my make some Zeds. Uh, so anyways, right? he does the Q&A afterwards and is so insufferable because people want to know. He has this unique process where they improvise and all over. But his whole big thing is we don't like to talk about the process. Then he'll talk about it for 20 minutes and not say anything. Oh, my God. And then next question. So what he means is he doesn't want to reveal anything about the process. He's happy to talk about it. Yeah, I rarely leave a Q&A. I either get out before or sit through yeah. it. I had to get the fuck out. So I don't usually like I the Q&A. Can't, I love him, but I don't like – he was insufferable. Yeah. So there you go. That's all. Um, I had dinner with my 24-year-old. Uh Again. Giovanni, yes. Excellent. I did. What was that about? It was about going to City Walk, uh-huh. W-O-K, and then uh, having a little coffee. You talking. mean skinny cock? Skinny cock, exactly. Gay, oh. gay, uh, gay uh, <laughs> low main. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think I'll see him again, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we didn't, we didn't make out or anything Are like you going to see each other with pants off? I would like to, but I don't know. How about you take the reins? I, if you're going to be a daddy... But I did tell him that I wanted to. You don't tell. You, don't, you just you got to grab and do. Yeah, and there's no asking. I know. I need to take a page out there's of your book. Demanding. I know. You do that, right? Well, you say, here's kinda. how it's going to go. Oh, for sure. You have to say that. And then what do you say? Here's how it's going to go. Yeah. We're going to do it. Basically. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, obviously, it depends on like how you mad and if someone is. Yeah. Whether you think someone is actually a person that you can have be in a relationship with, right, or someone that you could have a whole lot of fun with, and I don't mean fun lightly as a code word for sex. I mean actual you could enjoy doing yes. activities with, but it's come on, it's not going to be a share your life right life right, partner right. deal. Yeah, which and there's nothing wrong with having someone that you spend some time with that's just fun to hang out yes. with. Um, and then there's also sex, right, or. I feel like there's nothing wrong with having people that, you know, I don't like anything about them but the sex that we have. Yeah. And I don't really mean that I don't like anything about them, but it's like I don't feel driven to spend a lot of time yeah, they're, clothed they're with F this buddies. person. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. totally – I feel like that's okay, and it took me a long time to get on board with that. Right. But, you know, psst, there you are. There you go. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with this uh, kid, but I felt uh, – like a little weird, like being interested in a 24 year old, like I'm, you know, chasing the young tail and all that stuff. But it's not just about cute and young and, you know, right. It's about, they don't have the same fucking problems and neuroses. And yeah, I'm so sick of 40 something gay guys. I could scream. Yeah. Cause I'm, Pe- I have it. I am it. You know, people that go to slender Queens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's exactly. I know. Yes. I get it. Trust me. Trust me, girl. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Mary. Exactly. <laughs> like so. Wow. But anyway, I was just. It wasn't. It's not just that they're young and cute. It's like that they they their heads are different, and you don't have to deal with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. You no, want to hear and, my? But oh. you don't need to worry about chasing after him only for the sex because you haven't gotten the sex. No, that's true, and, and I probably won't. And, no, but what I'm saying is, it would be different if you guys 
met, had sex within the first 20 minutes, and yeah. now you're starting to spend time together and you feel weird about yeah. it because you know how good the sex is. Right. You're not motivated only by, no. oh, I just want to just fuck him. I just want to fuck him. I don't care. Yeah. I, don't, I just sit there and he's talking and I'm not even listening because he's just to fuck. No, you're listening. You're yes. having conversations. You're enjoying spending time. If yes. he was saying a bunch of reprehensible stuff that really struck your moral center yeah. as being offensive – it would be the deal would be off right so for that reason i say you shouldn't have that guilt no i don't but what but what is interesting is that it's not just a physical thing it's like i like that they don't yes. have the same neuroses or they yeah they've they've you know they've yet to you yeah. know do all that stuff um the other day i was at the mall and i bought this uh i bought this shirt or something in a store and the sales guy was kind of cute mm -hmm. and you know what line i used Hey, do you like fashion police? Would you like to come to taping and fashion police? And I gave him the info and he emailed me. So we're, I'm working on getting him into a taping of fashion police. That's awesome. That's right. That's a good little opener, right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. There you go. I had, um, I, I was going to call it a sexual adventure, although there's, I'm going to say up front, there's been no sex. Um, but when I was on, I flew to San Francisco and back or my original, if there was no coming back and forth to Los Angeles, uh -huh. what, the ticket that the charity got me right. was on Virgin because it was cheapest to fly out of LAX. Cause they have LAX to SFO for like $39 each way. Right. So you can get a round trip ticket for literally under a hundred dollars with all the taxes. And, um, and then, but then you have to pay for your own luggage. So it's $25 a bag on top right. of that. Um, so anyway, and so I flew Virgin come, and it's just so amazing. I mean, if you've never flown Virgin, I don't it's think like, I have, but you I'd get like on the to. plane and it's dark and then they have like purple, that purple, not black light, but like, it's not as garish as black light, but that really super modern purple glow, like light on the wall. So everything just glows and it's soothing. And they've got this really trippy kind of like house fucking funk music playing, but it's really soft. Love it. And the whole, every person on the plane, the whole crew is fuckable. Everyone's yeah. really good looking and you have a little screen on your TV and their safety video is like, has like a wink in it. Like in the unlikely event of a water landing, since we're not flying over water today, pff, anyway, we have to tell you we're going to do And like, it's this cartoon that literally yeah. rolls its eyes and stuff. And it has makes listening to that stuff about the oxygen mask kind yeah. of fun again. And anyway, and then you, the menu is just on the touchscreen in front of you. And you right. just order, I'd like a drink, or I'd like a Coke, or I'd like some chips, or right I'd like on. whatever. And everything is, most stuff has a charge unless you, you know, are in the business or first class or you're upgraded somehow. And that's, anyway, so the seats that I had, it was $25 per, for the bag or $35 to upgrade to like premium economy or whatever. Um, and what you get for that is everything's free on board. Movies, whatever you drink and eat, um, and you get one bag free. So it's for $10. So for $10 extra. more yeah. than I was going to pay anyway, you got everything. So I was like, fuck yeah. And they have these little meals. and I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. Well, they have these dark chocolate bars that are this vegan dark chocolate, and they have like cocoa beans inside, and they're like really healthy, and they're only like 80 calories, and they're fucking good. It's the really right. good dark chocolate. And I've never seen them in a store. I only have seen them on the Virgin flights. So I order three of them on the computer. And the computer says, we're sorry. 
we only have one left in stock. We'll put that in your basket or whatever, you know, but we're sorry. And I'm like, okay, so I get my stuff. So when the flight attendant brings me a, my beer and a chocolate, um, I say, oh, I go, thank you. And he goes, if you want any more, let me know. And he points at the chocolate and I go, actually, I wanted, I ordered three, but the computer says you don't have any more in stock. And he goes, that's weird. I think we've got more, but, and I go, yeah, you can't buy these in stores. And I love them. I think they're so good. And he goes, and he like winks, he kind of like smiles. And I was like, I bet I can find you more. So during the flight, he brought me, he kept bringing me another one, like every like five or 10 minutes. So I ended up with like three or four, four of them, I think by the end. And then he gave me a note with his number on it saying, if you want more of those chocolates, I live in LA give me a call and I'll deliver you some. Which is clearly... Yeah, chocolate meaning... Yeah. You'll have to go to the Hershey Highway. You'll have highway. to lick my brown star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so... And Was he cute? What did he look yeah, like? Yeah, he's swarthy and Latino, but the first class guy was really much bigger and swarthier and more Latino. Yeah. And on the way out of the flight, he was like, wait a minute, before you leave, I want. can I get your number? The, the other one. Yes. So now they both, I have the one's number and I've given my number to the second one. Wow. There's three flight attendants, Armando in the front, girl in the middle, and then Raul in the back. Jesus Christ. I know. You were getting spit fired. <laughs> I yes. Swore the so flight attendants. they were spit firing the gay guy in 8A, which wow. is me. Wow. Um, which I'm is the, so the girl's section, by the way. The girl was my flight right. attendant. And so, well, you had no but use he's for like, him. I never do this, but I kept looking at you and I wanted to talk to you, but she was all over you. You know, like the, she was such a good flight. She kept refilling your drinks or whatever. I don't yeah. know. And so we talked for a while. So then I text Raul and be like, and I was like, thank you so much for, bring, for bringing me all those chocolates. That was so nice of you. So I'm texting him. Well, now Armando texts me. Holy shit. So now I'm literally like in a movie. I'm in the Van Nuys flyaway, the shuttle back to my car, which right. is parked. And I'm now emailing two of the three flight attendants from the flight I just got off. Because oh, they have so like sexy. An, they have two hours on the ground before their next oh, flight. I want to fuck that plane. But here's the thing. I'm like, are they sitting next to each other? Like back yes. to back, both texting this guy, not knowing it's the same yes. guy. And then they're going to. Later, they're gonna be like, I was texting that guy from 8A. I was texting the guy from 8A, and now I'm the asshole. Like, that this is happen. this is for sure gonna happen. It could totally backfire. It is for sure going to happen where I end up being the prick here. Yeah. So, um, which I'm you know comfortable with, but so um yeah. So tomorrow night, Armando is supposed to be having a an overnight in LA, and I told him that I would go meet him for a drink. Meanwhile, Raul says he's gonna be back in LA. He actually has a place in Hollywood, um, but he's going to be back, I think, maybe this weekend. Wow. So, Where is Armando based? Well, right now he lives in Arizona, but he's moving to L.A. Wow. Sexy. Do you have pictures? No. No. Oh, that's so exciting. So, but yeah, it's just such a funny podcast kind of a quandary. That's an amazing story. That's like, such a turn on. It's such a like 1970s. I know. Mile High Club. Copy kind T of. or me. I know. And those so planes hot. are so sexy. There is something so sexy about those Virgin planes. America flights. The Virgin Atlantic flights are much yeah. more elegant. And these yeah. are very nice. Yeah. I mean, this is not Southwest you're talking about here. Yeah. Um. I once met a guy on a plane. The only time I ever did this, 
I was coming back from New Orleans and I remember like making eye contact with this really handsome, like dark haired guy on the plane. And then we started chatting at um, baggage, baggage claim. claim. And then I ended up having a date with him. And all I remember is like on the date, he, we were like making out and stuff and he was moving really fast and I was much more naive then. This was the right. early nineties. And I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna, and, and, and I was like, I'm not sure if I wanna, you know, go with this for, and he was like, well, do you mind if I jack off then? And he sat there and jacked off in front of me. And I just laid there, like, looked at the ceiling. Well, were you naked? No, we were just in his house making out. On so you're couch. both totally dressed? Yes. And then he was just like, pulls just his pants down? I guess so. Yeah, I, that's my memory of There's it. There's something so embarrassing about and I was seeing somebody there. masturbate with their pants still on around their ankles. <laughs> and like, you know what? Wait a minute. We can... We can actually get your shoes all the way off. Yeah. Like, we can do this kind of right. Like, yeah, I, that's weird. I do it, I don't handle that differently now. Because but. when you watch somebody, the act of jerking off. Yeah. Is kind of silly. The act of jerking off. <laughs> when you think. Putting of, it together, <laughs> stroke by stroke. It's kind of. Loop by loop. It's kind of silly. Spit by spit by spit by ball by ball by butt. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the art of jacking off. <laughs> so anyway, what? what it's are we gonna... just, it's silly. Because it's sort it of like one of those wind-up monkeys, like yes, where the arm just goes like. But yet, when you see certain like porns or whatever, sure. it can be really sexy. By the way, That's none right. of my porn has arrived. What the fuck? What the fuck, TLA video? <laughs> Jeez Louise. What the fuck indeed. Yeah, that's baloney. Like, paid a lot of money. Yeah. I've got like 75 fucking DVDs coming. One twin is going to fuck another twin in the ass or something. And then I'm going to be horrified, but yet I can't wait for it to get here. Like yeah. what? There's some darkness. There's some yes. bad shit coming. And you know what? This is going to, it's probably going to arrive right when you say I'm leaving town for nine days. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta. Probably fucking miss my trip. Just never even leave say, my room. Yeah. And then you'll come back nine days later and it'll be like Howard Hughes. I'll have long nails and a long white beard. I've never even left my room. And I'll smell open like the pee. front door and just like wads of toilet paper will roll out onto you'll the just smell feces floor. and jizz by jizz. Um, and so, <laughs> but anyway, by by jizz by jizz ma by masturbating by is so silly looking. <laughs> it can be so hot when it's like all about the camera angle. Like if you're six inches away from it, yeah. Or like someone has like maybe like their balls are in your mouth, but they're jerking. And like then it's like, yeah, this is so fucking hot. What you see from your point of view, it's like it's hot and your dick is like laying there. And then you're jerking and they're jerking and everything. This is hot and it's spitty and it's wet and it's great. But literally, if you were to pull your head back two feet and survey the scene, now it's back to being comically silly. Yeah. But like up here, this is fucking hot and it's steaming. Yeah. It's dirty. And, it's like, and then back up. Whoops. Yeah. We all look really, we look, it's like Wild Kingdom now. Yeah. Now it's like my dog is in heat humping the neighbor's leg. Like, yeah. So it's, I guess all sex is that way. But, oh, I didn't tell you the first part of the story. I guess On not. my first virgin flight to San Francisco, I get on this plane and there's this Asian guy, one row ahead of me. I'm on the aisle. He's one row ahead of me on the other aisle. And I'm like, I'm not kidding. I spent an hour and 10 minutes staring at the back of this guy's head trying to get him to turn around and make eye contact with me. Like, I was yeah. just enraptured by this guy. That like, was, I was me at Starbucks. Yeah, captivated. I and 
we're walking off the plane and he was a couple people ahead of me and I like walking fast cause I want to catch him. And as it just so happens, we both get to catch up at the same time that the men's, the first men's room showed up. And I was like, I need to pee and he needed to pee. So we actually were both walking to the men's room door and we could both kind of like reached for like the doorknob, like at the same time. And I was like, Oh, hi, sorry. And he goes, Oh, Hey, you were just on my plane. And I was like, yeah, um, I was actually wanted to say hi, but then he was like, Oh, I was hoping you would. And I was like, I felt like you didn't even know I was there. And he was like, yeah, no. And I was like, okay, well I'll meet you back here in a minute. Okay. And so we then both went in and peed and came back out and we stood there and talked for a minute and he was coming up to visit friends, um, for the weekend. So he lives down here and we have a date on Thursday. Holy shit, Tony. I know. Which one's your favorite Asian so far? Well, I mean, he just, I don't know him. I don't know anything about any of these people. But... Which one's cuter? Well, I mean, this Asian guy just did something to me, but right. okay, that, you know, that's exciting. That's Look, really exciting. It's, there are probably three terrible people. That's Let's okay, be honest. though, but no, but it's so nice when somebody's attracted to you and hits on you. Yeah. God almighty. So, you that's know, that's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Speaking of three, well, not terrible people, but Wilson Phillips were on The View this morning. They were. And they sounded better than I thought they would. Those harmonies are still, um, mm-hmm. when they're on, they're nice. We yeah. love Wilson Phillips I in this so house. I so fucking love them. But you also have to admit there's a kitschiness. Of course. That wasn't there the first time around. No. That is now absolutely there. Of course. And maybe it was a, it was there the first time around for people that didn't like them like we did. Yeah, we but were But I younger. thought they were like, I was, we fucking they were, were never so hip, into them. But they were, they were successful. They were always kind of square. I guess. They were like the anti-grunge. Right, know. I guess. But yeah, now it's a little, so they have this Christmas album and they were on the view, but it was just so interesting when Barbara Walters was asking China Phillips about, well, last year you had such a terrible year, you know, I didn't you, which clearly was in the pre-interview and then China fucking laid that shit out. She was like, yeah, my husband and I almost broke up. We had a bump in the road and, but now we're madly in love. And she got like crazy eyed, like, well, that's not true. Yeah. That doesn't look true at all, but based on your face. And then she was like, and, and you know, my sister wrote a book and had her revelations. <laughs> and like, that's not funny. What are you making funny? You're making pedophilia jokes. That's not funny. And now your face looks weird again. And then she was like, and then I was uh, promoting this other, and her eyes kind of look at the other two girls. And she was like, oh shit, I shouldn't talk about my solo album project that I did last year. So she's like, I was promoting this other thing for 10 weeks and then she makes that crazy face again and then she's like but everything's fine now i just i just realized i needed some support and some encouragement and it's like oh your bandmates the fucking wilson phillips people don't give you support and encouragement like it all felt really nutty for me well china's she's been through a lot you know has she i feel like she's probably been through the least well Wendy's dumb as a post, and we all but know it. Perfectly and lovely, lovely. China has the personality, and maybe too much. And she's you know fun and all that, bubbly, she, bubbly, and she's the musical genius in the group. China, no, Car- Carney, 
Carney's, Carney's like the, the one that harmony the, queen. Yes. Yeah. She does nice like, arrangements. Insane. Yeah, yeah. She's super, super talented and a nice girl. Yeah. Um, Glad to see them back on the map somewhere. We yeah. saw them at um, Nokia Live a couple of years ago, yeah. a year or so ago, doing their all their hits, and they sang Dancing Queen. And it was so great because it was as though they were like high school kids having their first recital. Everyone was the, All their families were there pulling for them. No, but like I hate that musical Mamma Mia anyway. Right. But when Wilson Phillips did Dancing Queen, it was like, oh, so now I'm seeing Dancing Queen in Branson. I thought it like, was do you fun. Know what I mean? Now when I'm they seeing the roadshow of Mamma Mia in Didn't you, th- you didn't like Salt it when City? they did Branson Queen? No, I didn't. I think that song is magic. I think there's magic yes, in that song. But they don't get to do it. You I thought can't it was funny. put Wilson Phillips on top of uh, other songs that are that. It's too much. Well, I loved it when no, they did it. The... But anyway, I like their show, but there was this feeling from the crowd like, you can do it, kids. Boy. Like really they were the Glee kids. Instead of like a fourteen million dollar, uh, fourteen million selling pop act from the seven, they whenever they were the nineties. Yeah. I'm a little delirious. I saw the movie The Fighter. It's fantastic. I can't wait to see it's it. It's going to be an Oscar contender. I loved it. Yes. And uh, Village Variety Pack on the thirteenth, our last one of the year. Oh, that's next, next Monday. Monday night. Yes. Well, alrighty, that's exciting. I know. Do you have some fun acts lined up? I think we do, but. Um, what do we got? Drew Drogi's going to perform. God, we have a puppeteer, him. Ed Valentine. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin Henry's going to sing. Mm-hmm. This comedy duo named uh, Joel and Devin. Devin and Joel, no? No, don't know them. Reach out to us. I don't know. So we'll see. All right. We got to get it together. Well, you guys, we appreciate it. Uh, this has been the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Dennis, you survived it. I did. I survived it. You I, don't have the ice on. Does that I mean don't. you're feeling a little I'm, better? I guess I am, yes. Okay. I mean, I am not moving, but we'll see well, once I try to get good. out of here. And exactly. uh, we have a day off tomorrow. I know. And so it's we're good. going to doctors. I'm going to the eye doctor. And there you go. Prescriptions and there's a load of There's eye coverage in the... I know. The, yeah. Yeah. It's Sweet. My... I love it. Well, anyway, uh, make sure you check out our sponsors, Dr. Kiss. At VanityMark.com. World's greatest lip balm. And, and you're so ambivalent now. Well, I made a big order of the Dr. Kiss and got extras because Dr. Kiss is so wonderful and generous. And you got the new stock that isn't the kind you like? Well, I can tell it's not the same formula. And okay. I know I don't want to complain because right. it's still great. It's just not... The good old days, Dennis. It's not... My lips... These lips don't lie. Yeah. No, hips don't lie. Your lips don't lie either. Oh, no, my hips lie all the time. But my lips... So, yes. So, but still, it is still... That being said, still the world's greatest lip balm. And you can get it only at VanityMark.com. And there's all kinds of, like, special deals, free shipping, and all kinds of stuff happening. So, it's a great Christmas gift. Last-minute stocking stuffer. Especially if you're in California, you'll get it like two days later. Right. Um, and also our other sponsor, Alonzo Duralde, and his fabulous book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. That's right. And he's doing an event this weekend, Home Alone. Yes. Look him up on Facebook. Uh, yes. Uh, Alonzo Duralde. And there's probably a Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas Facebook page. Yes, or um, Amazon or whatever. Use it's Google, great. people. We can't do everything know, for you. I know, exactly. Uh, but definitely check it out. All right. All right. We love you for listening. We will talk to you next week on The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. Bye. Bye.